Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There is something that I would like for you guys to acknowledge about the National Football League. And it's okay to... Acknowledge this. Rob, I tweeted this on March 28th of 2021. So I would say that I was at the forefront of this conversation. I tweeted, sure, we will watch. It's the NFL, of course. But is the league a better product with an extra regular season game plus an expanded playoff system? I'm going through a lot of this and, you know, people like, oh, it's football. Why does it matter? They're making more money. It's better. You know, you know, people are. We have now had enough time, I think, to really evaluate the changes in the NFL schedule. It's not better. It's more. Certainly. We get an extra week of football that we didn't get. I don't think it is added to the entertainment value of the NFL. I don't think the playoffs are better because they could potentially be letting in the Indianapolis Colts this year or Pittsburgh could make it or that we have a Monday night playoff game. I didn't need any of those things. Maybe just maybe, and I don't know if the NFL will want to acknowledge this, Maybe the injuries are starting to increase on certain positions because we are now asking these players to play more football than they were before. Think about all the injuries that we have had this year. Not only happened at various points of the season, but some of these guys played 17 games last year. You now quick turnaround. You got to play it again. Like that's, that's a lot. That's, that's extra hits. That's an extra toll on your body. That's more preparation. Like, we are asking football players to do more than we've ever asked them to do before. We're asking you to play on Monday, turn around, and then play again on Saturday. We're asking you to play on Sunday night and then turn around and play on Thursday night. It's not a surprise to me that players are starting to break down in that way. It is more. And every week, the NFL will tell us that we can't stop watching it. And I get it. I'm part of the problem. You're part of the problem. We are part of the problem. But the NFL is not any better that they are playing this weekend. It's not. It was, it's, not any, it, it's not any better that they have added an extra wild card team. I was talking to Danny earlier. I think by now you guys know that we recorded. Danny works the same time that I do. And he's like, well, you know, there's still 11 teams that are still available. 
you know, there's still 11 teams that could still make the postseason. I think we're struggling right now to find 14 playoff teams in the league. Who thinks any of these teams are good? We got more out of it. And I know that that's good for ESPN. That's good for DraftKings. Good for FanDuel. Good for all of these other entities. I don't know if just me as the NFL fan, you as the NFL fan, I don't know if we are being served by the expansion of the National Football League. And it's even scarier to think, because you got to know at some point, their plan is going to be to play even number of games. Nobody thinks they're staying at 17. We all think that once this CBA expires, the owners are going to try to get one more game out of them and possibly eight playoff teams. The NFL is not at a point that half the teams in the league need to make the postseason. I just don't think the product is any better. And my fear of that was from the beginning that it was just going to be more and more doesn't necessarily mean better. And I think that this season has been a perfect example of that. Is it possible to say product of recency bias? Because you were the person that told me when the college football playoff expanded from four to 12, it's only going to result in more bad playoff games, more unwatchable stuff. There are only three teams that can win a national title. Why are we putting 12 teams in the playoff? That was your stance. That is no longer how it works in college football. Next year, college football is going to be very exciting because we're going to get the 12-team playoff. We might see upsets. We might see a lot of craziness. We saw a great playoff this year. There were teams with a legit argument to be in the top four. The playoff in college football is better by expansion. Is it possible if we give the NFL a larger sample size, a larger wave, it could have the same result we think college football is going to experience. More is better. Is it possible you're just too, you know, short-sighted in the playoff expansion and you aren't seeing the wide angle, which is maybe over time it does improve things? Yeah, but I think in college football, the issue is I think we are at least, and I, I think I was a little bit wrong. I don't know if I'm all the way wrong. Let's see how the 12-game playoff actually works. But I would say this year, we maybe saw more teams than ever that could actually win the college football championship. Like, let's say that Florida State's quarterback had stayed healthy. You could have argued that there were eight different teams that could win the championship. There's never been a time in our lifetime, Rob, where you thought eight separate teams could win the college football championship. There's never been one. You could argue that Oregon was the best team in the country. You could argue that Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, when they had their quarterback, and obviously the teams that ended up making the college football playoff. To me, the NFL already includes all the teams that I think could win the Super Bowl. Do you think that any of these teams that are up for the seven seed could really make a run? Any of these teams. Could Houston make a run? Could Indianapolis make a run? Could Seattle make a run in the NFC? All the teams that I already think have a chance to actually win it are, are, are there. But is that a product of the expansion or the injuries? I will listen to the expanded regular season cause more injuries. There's definitely something to that. I mean, they showed that graphic on Sunday or Monday, whenever the Chiefs played the Bengals. This week is weird with the holiday. Yeah. They showed that graphic of preseason. Who's your starting quarterback? Here's who it is now. I I'm saw it was there was only five teams who were still starting their starting quarterback. Five out of sixteen is a, a wild statistic. I'm open to injuries affecting the NFL, but isn't it possible the reason you don't think a seven seed has any shot of doing it this year is because a lot of those teams that are lingering are around the seven seed yeah. they're hurt. There's hurt teams. Yeah. No, like that, that's definitely a part of it. If those guys are healthy. I mean, let's say we don't know what Anthony Richardson is, but Anthony Richardson, the four weeks this year we saw him, he looked like, oh, wow, there's a something. There's something there. 
if he was healthy, would the Colts be looked at as, oh, they can make a run? If the Texans weren't hemorrhaging players, I forgot the receiver, does Tank Dell, yeah, who Tank got Dell, hurt. Yeah. If Tank Dell was healthy, you're telling me you wouldn't be scared of that offense coming to Kansas City? Maybe not Mr. Nasty Deshaun Watson because he's a bad example, but the Browns would probably be better with someone other than Joe Flacco. It's possible your reasoning for, oh, that team has no chance is strictly injury-based and not about the quality of teams. I think that this year is probably more of the norm than the NFL wants to acknowledge. I think it's more of the norm. It might be a little bit turned up. Like, very rarely have you seen a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' caliber just not throw a pass and go out. But... With how fast the game is, how physical the game is, how quick the turnarounds are, like you're the players are getting bigger, stronger, and faster, and you are giving them more football and less recovery time to go out and play said football. And you and I both see some of the fields and surfaces you are asking them to play on. I'm not surprised that these guys are getting hurt. And you're having to manage the injuries that you are. So maybe I'm wrong. Text line 913-586-7610. I'd be very curious to hear what you guys think about this. I get it from the television perspective. I get why CBS wants another day of selling us advertising or why Fox wants another week. I never thought we needed an extra week of the NFL regular season. I didn't think we needed any more teams to make the postseason. I thought the NFL regular season was perfect and made a lot of sense just the way that it was. And because they can and because they can make more money, they just gave us more. But I don't think that it has enhanced the viewing experience or made it better. Like, say what you want about the NBA in-season tournament. It enhanced the NBA regular season. It made it better. Now, it's a quick, short-term fix. It's a small blip. I'm not making it seem like it was the greatest invention in the world. But anybody that enjoys the NBA, oh, that was fun. Next year when they do it, you're going to get more fan buy-in. I enjoyed this. This was different. This was fun. This was unique. I, I haven't seen too many people that's, man, this 17th game idea and expanding the playoffs has just made, how many teams this week do we think are outright either in a position like Kansas City's in or are just completely eliminated? 75% of the league, it feels like, is just out of it this week. So for a week that should be, hey, look at all these playoff pictures, Almost none of the teams that we think are good are trying this week. Kansas City's not trying. San Francisco's not trying. Baltimore's not trying. Like most of the teams, uh, the Lions, most of the teams that you think actually have a chance to do something are sitting out the final week of the season. That's why we added another week so we can get really excited about Saints and Falcons. That, that's what this week is about. I, I'm okay. I'm all right. But in that same system, give us the best possible week. 18 matchup Dolphins bills yeah. is, is a product of the expansion. I think because we've always had that though. I don't think we've ever had a team that can win their division or fall out of the playoffs in a one game moment. Maybe I'm forgetting one. Yeah, No, that, that's possible. That, that's definitely unique, but a win in your in and also possibly the two seed and hosting playoff games up until February, basically that's, that's a product of the expansion. So I, I think it's possible you're too short sighted in the, in the weeds of 2023 And let's look at it with a larger sample size. Maybe over three years, you're right. It stinks and we're wrong. But maybe the NFL's onto something and it just didn't work for this singular season. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just didn't work initially. Keep it right here. It's the drive on 610 Sports Radio. 
listening to The Drive with CDOT. The voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis, joins the show every Monday starting at 4 o'clock. Travis Kelsey's on his own planet. When you look at it empirically, there is no way to compare him to anybody else. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rob, this might be one of our most controversial segments that we have ever done. Nine years ago today... We lost Stuart Scott in his battle to cancer. RIP to one of the greatest to ever do it, Stuart Scott. Rob, I have created my first team all ESPN. And I'm curious who would make your five. I only put five. This is like a basketball team. First team all ESPN. This is my list. At point guard, Stuart Scott. All the cool, hip, trendy things that sportscasters started saying, they got that from Stuart Scott. Booyah, cool as the other side of the pillow. Stu was unique. He was a one-on-one. Stuart Scott has to be the point guard on my all-ESPN team. At the two-guard, Rob, Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick was somebody that really... Hit both sides of the spectrum. We talk about two Americas. He's good on any MLK Boulevard, Dan Patrick. I would invite him to this hypothetical cookout. Dan Patrick is a pro's pro. He can host your radio show. He can interview the best of them. He can be the desk anchor for you. Dan Patrick could probably call games. Dan Patrick has held us down, Rob, for 30 years. You want to know what Dan Patrick started at ESPN? 1989, and he's still relevant. He's still in our lives. Dan Patrick is the two guard on my all ESPN team. I, I got a interrupt. strong backcourt of Stuart Scott and Dan Patrick on the all ESPN team. I hate to interrupt. This is anchors only, correct? No, this is my all. Oh. This is my all ESPN. Oh, all right. All everybody. Continue on. At the three spot. Mel Kuyper Jr. There is not a single person who has made a thing, a thing over at ESPN more than Mel Kuyper did with the NFL draft. 
the NFL draft is as big as it is because of Mel Kuyper Jr. If you are a fake mock draft analyst, you got your whole style from Mel Kuyper. There would be no Todd McShay, no Daniel Jeremiah, no Matt Miller, none of those people, no Bink. There would be none of those people without Mel Kuyper, a true pioneer over at ESPN. I got Mel Kuyper playing that three spot, playing the wing, versatile. At the power forward position. This is the one that I think could be controversial. Bob Lee. You remember, if there was some serious stuff to go down, Bob Lee on outside the lines was going to, oh my goodness. That was their version of 60 Minutes. If there was a scandal, if there was something that was going on, you knew who was going to be at that desk. You could have Bob Lee call you tennis game. He could call you golf. He could do sports center anchor. And you know he was going to hold down outside the lines. Bob Lee is playing my power forward spot. And then at that five spot, all-time ESPN, nine years ago today, we lost Stuart Scott, RIP to the GOAT, Chris Berman. Chris Berman has to be on this team. Has to be on this team. Now, I'm talking about NFL primetime Chris Berman, not home run derby Chris Berman. I don't want home run derby Chris Berman. I'm talking about NFL primetime, two-minute drill, Niners, Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. All the cute little nicknames and the rumbling stuff and the whoops. A pioneer in this game. That's my starting five. I can give you my guys off the bench if you would like to. But if you were right now, on, we're celebrating Stuart Scott's life. First team, all ESPN. Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, Mel Kuyper, Bob Lee, and Chris Berman. That's the list. Okay, I'm going to turn this music down because there are three glaring omissions from your list. Okay, let's do it. Three. Let's hear it. I'm here. I'm a, that's why I'm here. Let's do it. I'm here to hear your all ESPN team. I am first off. I have no problem with Bob Lee. I have no problem with Dan Patrick. I have no problem with Stuart Scott. I know you about to hate. But there are three people that should be in here. And if you want to well, fight. Hold on, though, really quickly. You got to tell me who you taking off to. I don't want to hear. Hey, you tell me who's coming off this list. I will take off Mel Kuyper Jr., we're going to do the draft like that? Bye-bye, Mel. All right. I will take off Chris Berman. We're not. We're, he's their, he was their first employee. Bye-bye, Berman. See you later. Peace out to Berman. And, controversial take, I will take off Dan Patrick because I think he got better since leaving ESPN. Okay. All right. Now, here. So hold on. So, you still got Stu on your list. Stuart Scott stays. All right. Stuart has to be on the list. Like, when you think of old school sports center, I think you think of Stuart Scott. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart Scott is an obvious okay. stay. So, are, are you keeping Bob Lee on this team? Bob Lee also stays on the team. Okay. Now, here are the three glaring omissions you had, and I'm hurt okay. by your. All right. This is good. I'm hurt by the first one. This is good. Dick Vitale is all. First team ESPN, period. It was, it was it was tough to leave Dickie V off the list. It was tough. It was tough. 
Dick Vitell is college basketball. College him, basketball I, is I a big thing because of him. I had him coming off the bench. I'm, I, I love Dick Vitell. I'm with you. That's that's how that's how deep the first team all ESPN is. That's how deep it is. Number two of the Glaring's omissions list. Scott Van Pelt. Scott Van Pelt has been You're the not best. taking SVP over Dan Patrick? SVP is better than Dan Patrick. SVP does everything. He does your Monday night countdown is a great job. I love Van he Pelt. He does your golf. He's elite. He does your sports center. Fantastic. Sports Center has changed. He did old school highlights like it was nothing, and he does the new version of the interviews and the opinions just as well. SVP is a pillar of the four-letter network. He's in my starting five. Okay. Now, my my third glaring omission is maybe going to get some, some pushback, and that's fine. Barry Melrose. The only reason Americans like hockey is Barry Melrose, period. You can't name a person on the TNT desk. You can't name a person from the NBC desk. You can't name a single hockey player in the country. But if I said, hey, Carrington, we have Barry Melrose coming on the show, you'd be excited. And you're not a hockey guy. That's the power Barry Melrose has to bring hockey to the masses, a sport no one cares about. Barry Melrose in the top five. There's no chance that you just put sixth Barry man? Melrose. Sixth man, Lee Corso. You just put Barry Melrose in your in your he's in your five. In your five. Barry Melrose is my he's starting over Herb center. Street. Yes. He's not over Chris Fowler. Herb Street's not even the voice of college football on the network. That's Corso. Corso's my yeah, sixth in man. In 2002? Herb Street's been carrying that banner now for 20 years. Oh, no, no, no. He definitely is the face of college football for ESPN right now. Pre-pandemic, Corso was still hitting the high notes. Age caught him. I, I, do, I don't know about I, that. I, I, I do wish. Hitting the high notes is crazy. I do wish Corso would retire silently into the night, but that's neither here nor there. That's wild. Barry Melrose? Barry Melrose. Someone said you don't have any women on the list. The only person to me that's even close to this argument would be Linda Cohn. Yeah, that'd be the only one. The only one. I don't even know if Linda Cohn's a top five sports center anchor all time. And Linda Cohn's great. That's just how deep that roster was. Like, I love Doris Burke, but she's not all yeah, time not great. This, this top five? No. Holly Rose, not top five all time at ESPN. Holly Rose, not on that list. No. Susie Culver was also great. I love Susie Culver. Not great. top five. Great. Someone said you got to do a baseball. No, basketball five. No, you got to make some tough choices. We can do a nine. No, you pick your starting five at ESPN. We're going to do an NFL all 22. Yeah, no, That's I'm lame. not doing that. What's your shows? Give me your shows. Hold on. Are, are we counting Sports Center? Yeah, like Sports, Sports Center is a show. Cheap. Sports centers are show. Okay, not great. Is that's what we're counting it? I mean, it's 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 the lock. It's the obvious. It's the yeah. Just last time we're counting Sports Center is one of their five shows. Yeah, Sports Center is one of the five. Yeah, I mean, I I actually think it's four undeniable ones. Sports Center, College Game Day, PTI, are, and and NFL Primetime. Yeah, those are probably those oh. are four undeniable to me. And then the conversation is then after like, what's the fifth one? We do like baseball tonight. Probably isn't that? Yeah, list. I mean, I would just say that's just like a highlight show. Like that's NFL Live. It's the same show. That's fair. Honestly, first take might be on there. Like, as much people hate first take, 
the impact, like, you cannot deny the impact of first take. You cannot deny it. It still makes waves. It makes news frequently. It makes news. I'm surprised you didn't have Stephen A in your top five, by the way. I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's top five. And I, I love Stephen A. I, I don't think that Stephen A is top five. Someone says 30 for 30 is a show. That's could, difficult because each individual one's different. Yeah, I could get how you could call it that. But, yeah, I, I think that's cheating if you're going to call it if you're going to call it a show. I think it's cheating. I mean, they have a separate tab on ESPN Plus for 30 for 30. That's not a show. I'd like to be like, be like oh, Monday Night Football is their best show. That, that's a little bit lame. Someone said, I'm offended by the lack of John Clayton. He was the insider. All respect to the professor. R.I.P. I just think that's how deep I think that's how deep the roster is at ESPN. I think that's just how strong it's been. You want to know who I know he doesn't come on this show, but whenever I host on Sirius, you want to know who's like friend of the show. Sal Palantonio loves me for whatever reason. Like I get Sal Palantonio on like in the next two hours. Hey, Sal, you want? Yeah, of course. Me and Sal like are just joined at the hip. Me and me and Sal Palantonio. That's because he and Andy Reid used to be joined at the hip. Yeah, remember he was always Ed on the Eagles bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ed Warder. What's that? What's Ed Warder up to these days? I think he had some health issues, if I recall. What's Ed Warder up to? Someone said Hannah Storm. I actually, I actually think of Hannah Storm more with NBC than I think about her with ESPN and ABC. Like I think of her much more like NBC Sports, NBA on NBC. I don't, I don't really. I mean, she just hasn't had many moments to meet ESPN. Someone says Robin Roberts. I don't. I think she's more Good Morning America. I agree. I yeah, agree. yeah, I agree. I know she did ESPN stuff, but I, that's like saying Nate Burleson's a be, one of the best CBS people. He he does more than just football. She yeah, does no, more I'm, than just sports. I'm definitely with you. No, I'm uh, I'm definitely with you. Mike and, Mike and Mike is could be one of the answers for best TV show. I wouldn't fault I wouldn't fault you if you had Greenberg in your all time five. I wouldn't fault you. The thing about Greenberg is just as like somebody that does this for a living. Greenberg is just solid like just can do everything like there is not anything with the microphone that he can't do in this business whatever you need him to do play by play color sports talk television just and is going to be just really really strong at it every single time I got all the respect in the world for Mike Greenberg I feel that same about Reese Davis Reese Davis does a lot really well Like, he does basketball, he does football, he's come on this show, gives opinions, he does a podcast. Reese Davis, he's not as good as Greenberg, but Reese Davis is in that same sphere. You want to know a show, and I know we're running out of time here, you know what show I used to love on ESPN? Sports Reporters. For those of you that, like, went to church on Sundays when you were a kid, I mean, that was part of my routine. Wake up, watch Sports Center, watch Sports Reporters, get ready for church, and I, I watched it every single week. And the, you remember the people they would have on the panels there were just incredible. Some people still like Jason Whitlock. So long ago that was. You know, I had John Saunders and Jeremy Schapp and Mike Lupica and Mitch Album. I used to love the sports reporters. It was just a good sports conversation every single week. Just what a show. We're losing recipes, to quote you, Rob. We're losing recipes. To quote me. That's that's basically (laughs) what the purpose of this segment was, is we're losing recipes. Let's get back to the Chiefs. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive. Catch insider Nate Taylor with Cody and Gold every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, let's see if this is actually breaking news. Go for it, C-Doc. Dalvin Cook cleared waivers and is now eligible to sign with whatever team he wants, Rob. Have you potentially changed your stance on Dalvin Cook, knowing that you could cur- you could currently get him for a bag of balls? Do you have you potentially, maybe possibly changed your stance on Dalvin Cook, knowing that he has cleared waivers? I know that he only had 214 yards rushing this year and 3.2 yards per carry and also didn't score a touchdown. But before this season, he was actually kind of good. He was actually pretty productive. Now he might be washed. Sometimes I want to come on here and I want to like really argue for the running back. You know me. I'm all for... If you do the work, you should be paid. Like, I'm all for that. Like, I'm, I am 99.9% of the time going to argue pro-employee and pro that your boss is to just give you money. But then when the running backs, it's like, hey, they are important. You should run the football. Dalvin Cook, 28 years old. Cooked. Done. I mean, like, overcooked. <laughs> he averaged 3.2 yards per carry this year and didn't score. Dalvin, your time in the NFL might be done at 28 years old. Uh, No, I don't want you anywhere near my team. Why would I do that? Have you changed your stance? Have you softened it at all? Maybe you had time to go home and reconsider. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Chiefs already have an unproductive running back on the roster who's very cheap. Yes. That is, so yeah, they have, they have those. why are we adding more of those? Would you also like to find wide receivers who can't catch and are expensive this time of year? Because the Chiefs have a roster full of those as well. They don't need duplicates of what they already have. Pass. You can't even argue he can catch the ball out of the backfield. <laughs> like, that's not even a like, – you can't even be like, oh, well, you know, he can catch it a little bit. He ain't even doing that for you. It happens so quick in the league, doesn't it? What was Therese's comments? There's only so many hits in your body. Dalvin took one too many last year and it's over. The one thing about the, the, one of my favorite things about the league is like, you can always identify who's washed on the other teams. Never on your own team though. Like a lot of people thought this about Dalvin cook. Hey, you look at the yards per carry. It's down from year to year. And I don't know, man, I I wouldn't be that interested in Dalvin cook. And then some people are like, no, you got to go get him. Look, he ran for almost 1200 yards last year. That was a, was a no is what that was. A no thank you. It was a please don't. Did you see what uh, Dave Tobe said? Dave Tobe said that in today's NFL, you must be more aggressive when returning punts. Now, I don't have a problem with aggressiveness on punt returns, and 
given this offense, sometimes you got to take some chances and maybe you get a big play to potentially give this offense a short field. I, I understand why they are coaching aggressiveness. But there is a difference, to my mind, in being aggressive and stupid. There's, there, there's a, a noticeable difference in the two. Richie James caught a punt in their own end zone. Caught it. He is still backing up, catches the ball in the end zone. You know how far you have to get to make your risk even worth it? Like, Rob, how far would you have to get in order to make it worth it if you catch the ball in the end zone on a punt? 35 plus. Because you can just knee the ball and, right, you don't got to do anything. You don't got to get tackled. Nobody has to. You can just fair catch or let the ball bounce, and then it's going to put the ball. They're just going to give you yards. You don't got to do anything. I get what Dave Tobe is trying to say, but maybe the messaging could be tweaked just a hair, just a little bit, you know, just a bit. I want them to be aggressive in certain spots. I think they're going to need to with their offense. I think you're going to have to take some chances. I think you're going to have to be a little bit more like the Lions than maybe Andy Reid is comfortable with. I thought the fake punt that the Lions ran last Saturday was ballsy, incredibly ballsy. Now, I didn't like going for two from the seven-yard line. I was not a big fan of that decision. I wouldn't have done that. But I think this offense is going to have to try to maximize every single time that they touch the ball and maximize every single opportunity that they have. And I get taking points and taking a profit, and that was a major reason of why they beat the Cincinnati Bengals. If you're going to play Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, you're going to have to take some chances on fourth and three. You're going to have to do some things to try to maximize when you have the football and when you can potentially score touchdowns and take points. How they handle special teams these next three weeks, I don't think we're going to talk a whole lot about it, but could be the difference in the reason of why they advance and why they don't advance by handling special teams correctly. I don't think I think there's a chance we talk about it, but I don't think we're going to talk about it glowingly. I think there's a chance the Chiefs lose a game because of a special teams error. We've already seen games this year where special teams errors potentially could have cost them the game. It's not the only mistake the Chiefs made in Denver. I'm not making it sound like it's the singular one, but McCall Hardman's fumble in Denver is one of the you know, pillars of why that team took an L that day. If the Chiefs hadn't beaten the Bengals, Richie James catching the ball in the end zone would have been a story on this show because it's a special team's blunder. It's a special team's mistake. It didn't matter because they played the Patriots, but Harrison Butker, who has been nails all season, it's not a diamond on him, but when the margin of error is thin and he misses a kick, that's going to be a conversation point. I don't think there's no chance we talk special teams on this show. I think if we talk special teams on this show, it is far more likely than not we are talking about special teams failings than we are special teams successes. I don't think this show in the next month is going to be like, man, can you believe player X made a great kick return? I think it's going to be, can you believe player X muffed a punt or fielded it in the end zone or Butker got blocked? I think those conversations are going to exist at some point in the playoffs because that's just what the team does. They make mistakes. Someone on the text line says, CDOT, Brees Hall was the guy in New York. Dalvin got the shaft going to a team with a highly productive running back already. He would be a good backup if Isaiah Pacheco goes down. 
I am here to tell you guys that Dalvin Cook this year was almost equivalent to Clyde Everett-Hilaire. Like, almost the exact same. I, I'd argue that he was worse this year than Clyde Everett-Hilaire because he was a worse receiver. Like, Clyde Everett-Hilaire got 68 carries this year. Dalvin Cook got 67 carries this year. Clyde Everett-Hilaire got 212 yards. Dalvin Cook got 214 yards. Clyde Everett-Hilaire averaged 3.3 yards per carry. Dalvin Cook averaged 3.2 yards per carry. Now, I would say a, a small difference in the two was Dalvin Cook only had 78 yards receiving this year, and Clyde Everett-Hilaire actually wasn't that bad receiving. He, he was not that bad. He was actually pretty productive. He had 190 yard, 179 yards receiving this year, and that's, I mean, I, and I imagine he's going to play a lot on Sunday against the Chargers. So I, if you were advocating for them to go get Dalvin Cook, you were – advocating for them to get a running back that you were asking them to get a another Clyde Edwards a layer like a pair like you like you have your right mitten and you can go to the mitten store and you can finally buy a left one no I'm just gonna buy two new gloves I don't know I don't, I don't need another one of these gloves they are one of these already has a hole in it. I, I don't need the matching set that's I, who da- Dalvin Cook this year was Clyde Edwards a layer just on the Jets can I ask a question of people who want Dalvin Cook no I'm going to ask anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's right. fair. You know, it's a fair, it's a fair answer. I asked the rhetorical question. You, you got me. Do does the chiefs offense really need more mouths to feed in that the opposite of what the Chiefs should be doing in that the opposite conversation we just had with Ian Rapport last week where he had the report. James Palmer had the report. Everyone who covers the chiefs had the report. The chiefs are paring down the offense. They're taking out a lot of the fluff and there's going to try to be more concise and be more execution driven. Doesn't bring in another player who would feasibly want some touches do the opposite of everything they just said to us six days ago through the media. Like doesn't other Dalvin cook type create an issue, not a solution. Yeah, no, I, I don't think having more mouths to feed. If you think the mouths are like worth it in this sense, like if, if my, my issue isn't that like the, I guess the more mouths to feed thing is like, they, they just have a lot of bad players. Like I don't want to give the ball to bad. I don't want to give more opportunities to the bad players. I want to give more opportunities to the few good players that you have. But then Dalvin cook would fall into that bad I, player I category. I, I'm with you. I, no, the answer is no on Dalvin cook. Uh, someone on the text line says, well, you said D hop was washed last year on Arizona. Could it not be the same with Dalvin cook? I, that is fair. I, I did think that I did think that Deandre Hopkins was cooked. I do think that it is very important to notice that Dalvin cook just got released by a team in January. I, I just don't think there's a lot of really good players that are available in the NFL in January. Like regardless of what you think about these NFL teams, I think they're a little bit smarter than we give them credit. And I think they, I, I think they usually have a good pulse on things. Now you can maybe say that no one wanted to pick up the contract for Dalvin cook, but it's postseason Super Bowl time. If, if you think that Dalvin Cook can help your Super Bowl team, you are not letting the $1 million that he has, you are not letting that be the detriment, like the, the deterrent from you picking him up if you really feel like Dalvin Cook can help you go out there and win. Now, maybe he gets picked up, but I feel like we had this same conversation literally one month ago about Zach Ertz, and he is still available. Oh, well, let's just upgrade over Blake Bell. He can't... I, Nobody has gone out and got Zach Ertz. You remember immediately when Zach Ertz was released, everybody said, oh, he's going to the Eagles. He's not on the Eagles. He's not on the Chiefs. He's not on the Cowboys. He is on first team lazy boy. He is at the, at the crib right now. So I just, I just, I understand the name and the appeal and I get why people are bringing it up with Dalvin Cook. I'm just, I, I, I think it's over. 
Brees Hall was productive. Like, Brees Hall was productive this year. Dalvin Cook was not productive this year. I, I, I don't think the Jets did Dalvin Cook wrong. I don't, I, I, there, was, there was not a reason to give Dalvin Cook more touches when you have the better available option of Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook was also starting to show wear and tear last season. I know you said he was good. It was his lowest yards per carry before this season, and it was one of his lowest total yards per, in a season that he's had. Those are the, those are the indicators. Is your yard per carry coming downhill? Is your total yards coming downhill? Are you 27, 28, and do you play running back? Those are the indicators people look for at the position, and those things existed in the offseason. And there's a reason that he basically had come down to Miami as a backup behind Mostert and Achan or a backup in New York behind Brees Hall. Those were his options in August. It wasn't like there was a feeding frenzy of 31 teams wanting him in August. They started to see the indicators. And then this season, you saw the indicators cranked up to 100. And now I would say even less teams want him. That's, that's what happens running back. It's a harsh reality, but it's a reality. Someone on the text line says, see that I'm not saying that Cook is what he used to be, but are you saying that the Jets O-line and Kansas City's O-line are comparable, thus making these stats comparisons? I, 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 I look at Brees Hall, and Brees Hall was able to be productive in the offense. Like, it'd be one thing if both Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook were, like, both bad last or this season. I mean, there really isn't that much of a difference between Brees Hall and what Isaiah Pacheco was this year. Like, there, there's not a huge difference in those two players. Those two players were kind of comparable. Now, Isaiah Pacheco got the ball just a lot more this season, like almost a full game's worth more than what Brees Hall got. But, I mean, Brees Hall averaged 4.5 yards per carry. Isaiah Pacheco averaged 4.6 yards per carry. Like, those two running backs were kind of comparable in a lot of ways. If you got one running back that's averaging 4.4 yards per carry on the same team, same quarterback, same offensive line, and then your backup is averaging 3.2 that's a you thing more than anything. That's a you thing. I'm sorry, it's over. I get it. You guys know how I feel about teams. Your window is never open for as long as you think it is. I think players just get washed faster than people want to acknowledge too. And sometimes you're off. But I use Julio Jones as the example. Like Julio Jones went from being one of the best receivers, if not arguably the best wide receiver, to turning into Sammy Watkins in basically 10 months. It just, it was over. There was a time you would have traded a first round pick for Julio Jones late in his career. You would have looked like an idiot for doing that. It was Tennessee was over. Tampa Bay was over. No, I I think that potentially happened to Dalvin Cook. I mean, we'll see. I mean, right now, if you want Dalvin Cook, you can get him for a (laughs) Z-man. You can get Dalvin Cook right now for a Z-man beef on bun. He is going to be, it, it is a one-week veteran minimum pro-rated contract. You can hire him for $15,000 if you want Dalvin Cook on your team. You guys want to take a bet on if Dalvin Cook is on a team on Monday? Tuesday? Because you agree, if he's not on a team by Tuesday, he ain't playing in the postseason. You're not adding a player for the NFC Championship game. That ain't how this goes. If you add Dalvin Cook, you make an announcement here in the next 48 hours, and he is with you Monday ready to prepare to help you tr- potentially in a postseason game. I don't think that team's going to be Kansas City. I don't think that team is anybody. I don't think Dalvin Cook is joining a team until late in the offseason process next year. I mean, Dalvin Cook this year is basically Melvin Gordon last year, who I know the Chiefs picked up, but they picked him up, practice squatted him, and never never made him active. He was he had the line at Super Bowl Media Day last year that he, he didn't do blank, but he's happy as a chance to win a, win a ring. That's what Melvin Gordon was. That's... 
That's what Dalvin Cook is. These guys were hot commodities in 2014. The time has passed them by. The league happens fast, man. It really, especially at that position, man. The league happens fast. I mean, it happens in an almost instant. Let me ask you this question, Rob Brenton. Because this is one of the stories that I don't even think I need to two Americas this because it is crossed over to your America. You can't be on the internet over the last 24 hours and not see Cat Williams. It has been everywhere. Cat Williams' interview has had more of an impact than Dave Chappelle's comedy special on Netflix. He just released one this week. Have you seen many people talk about the Dave Chappelle comedy sketch? Like I've seen more of the, hey, he keeps telling these same kind of jokes, but have you seen anybody talk about it? Hey, this was funny. Have you seen clips from it on your social? Like, none of that on your social media. You can't get on there right now and not see Cat Williams. Who's white Cat Williams? Who is that? Like, who's a good the question. Who's that person? Because, like, you obviously know who Cat Williams is. You've seen movies. You've heard his jokes. Who's white Cat Williams? But there, I don't want to call Cat Williams washed, but there's an element of his best days are behind him. Is that? There yeah, was, I, I think that. I there, saw him late 2022. I saw him. And, uh, I mean, he, you know, he could still throw maybe high 80s, but. He ain't got the fastball he did back in the day. So looking for a guy who is strong back in the day, can still make waves if needed to be, but, but like is really it- still loud and outspoken and like you know, I just who, who's who's white Cat Williams? Oh, that's a great question. I would probably my knee jerk when you asked my first inclination was that he's Dane Cook. Because when it was hot, it was hot. It was very, very hot. And if he does something now, people still talk about it, but it's not the same zest. I but actually like this one on the text line. David Spade. I think David Spade's a good answer, but David Spade crossed over into acting and had a bigger career there than Cat Williams. Cat Williams, hey, he had a he had a decent little acting run, though. Also, David it was Sp- all right. It was fine. David Spade locked at arms with Sandler and rose because of it. Cat Williams doesn't have that... Definitely doesn't have it now, but he doesn't have that guy he locked arms with and got stronger because of. He was hot in the streets, and then it faded. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say Dane Cook. Jeff Foxworthy. That's a good answer. Does he count? That's That's a good answer. Jeff Foxworthy was really popular for a while, and now it's over. I still think that Cat Williams' Oster Pistorius joke is one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in my life. Where he calls him Paul Little Tink Tink. Just, it's so funny. To this day, just absolutely hilarious joke. You guys should uh, you should check out Cat Williams' interview on uh, Shannon Sharp show. By the way, people on text line saying Cat Williams is Bill Burr. That come on, Bill Bill Burr has been one of the funnier guys in the world for the last 10, 15 years. If you told me that you thought Bill Burr was the funniest person in the world, I wouldn't fight you on it. I don't think he's number one, but I if you had him as most he's famous, definitely in the conversation. He might be the most famous comedian in the world right now. I still think that's Dave Chappelle. I don't know. You can start this segment by saying, hey, Chappelle's special is making no waves and then tell me he's the most famous comedian in the world. I still think he's in that conversation. I mean, I I understand why people have been turned off by Dave Chappelle, but I don't know if there's a lot of people that could announce, hey, you know what? Saturday, I want to do a show at Madison Square Garden. That show sell out. I think Dave's still one of those few people that can do it. Now, I'm not saying he's the only person that could do it. Like, I think Chris Rock could possibly do it. I think Jerry Seinfeld could do it. I think there's, like, a very small amount of people that could do it. Dave is certainly still on that list that could do it. 
Bill Burr's on that list for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's, there's like four or five people. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there are the like they are in a different category. The Kevin Hart, Bill Burr, they are in a completely different category than anybody else. Like, as funny as I think Cat Williams is, he couldn't do that. Cat Williams could not say, hey, tomorrow I'm doing Madison Square Garden and it's sell out. No chance. Cat Williams couldn't do T Mobile Center tomorrow and sell out. No. And that's, I'm not even trying to disrespect yeah. these couldn't. Dave like, could. Dave could. <laughs> Dave could. Kevin Hart did. He so could. Kev- yeah. He could absolutely do it. If, if, if Kevin Hart was like, I'm doing my new special, I'm taping it in Kansas City, we were doing it Saturday night at 8 o'clock, tickets go on sale Friday morning, it would sell out. Let me ask you a question. I know we're going to see a break. Could Matt Reif do it? I don't know enough about Matt Reif to answer that question. I, don't, I just don't know enough. He just popped up. I've never seen one of his comedy specials. I've only seen him like on TikTok, Instagram Reels. Like I've never sat and watched full Matt Reif. It, of this new generation, though, it seems like he's at the at the forefront of it. I just I haven't seen enough of Matt Reif to one hundred percent know uh, if he uh, if if he could do it or not. Here's what you guys think: nine one three five eight six seven six one zero. Sure, some of you have seen the Cat uh, Williams interview with Shannon Sharp. Keep it right here, so drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 